0: Um, Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Kinga Bloch, and I'm very happy to welcome you all, in the name of the Leo Beck Institute, London, to the final session in our 2022 lecture series, Popular Culture, Politics, and Jews. And like you all, I'm greatly looking forward to Dr. Tobias Epprecht Hartmann's talk, In Our Image, Meeting Our Ultra-Orthodox Other on Netflix. Before I briefly go into greater detail about tonight's event, um, let me give some technical advice to those of you who might yet not be familiar with online events on Zoom. So to set up your screen for the best possible access to our lecture, it is advisable to select full screen view and to activate the mode active speaker video. To do so, please click on the top bar frame in your Zoom window, and there you will see three icons and please select the middle one. You also have the option to adjust the size of the speaker window by pulling the bottom left corner of the speaker frame up and down, as you can see indicated here by this arrow in the slide. Um, And please note, um, for those of you who might be a bit worried about making changes yourselves, this will only affect your view. So you don't have to um, be concerned about accidentally ending the lecture for everybody before we have started listening to Tobias. So the LBI London lecture series is organized jointly by the Leo Beck Institute and the German Historical Institute London. And it is always a great honor and a pleasure for us to work with the GHI. And I'm therefore very happy to let the Institute's director, Professor Christina von Hodenberg, extend her welcome to you now. So, to you, Christina.
1: Thank you very much, Kinga. Um, and, uh, you know, the pleasure is, is all mine. Um, so, we we love to um, collaborate with the Leo Beck Institute, um, and we have done so for um, quite a number of years. Normally, we would have these um, lectures in our beautiful conference room at Bloomsbury Square, and it would be a pleasure to welcome you there. Maybe it works next time. But I think Zoom has its advantages too. And certainly, we will still be able to engage with Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann's um, ideas and his lecture, and I welcome him here um, very warmly. And, And often, you know, this enables people from all over Britain and, and all over the world even to listen to um, to the lecture series and I think with a topic like this which is very much about audiovisual and modern media it might make even more sense to be online and not just in person. So um, I'm looking forward to the lecture and of course you know I'm looking forward to continuing our collaboration Kinga and back over
0: to you. Yeah, thank you very much. I can only um, second that. Thanks um, to you, Christina, and to your team at the German Historical Institute. Um, As you know, we're always very much looking forward to all joint events with you and hope we'll have lots of them in the future. So let's get to um, today's topic. And let me give you a brief introduction to um, the scope and focus of our lecture series. And of course, an introduction to tonight's speaker, Dr. Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann. This year's lecture series is dedicated to the topic popular culture, politics and Jews, and it delves into the rich world of German Jewish, European Jewish, and also US American popular culture, examining its manifold manifestations, political questions and complex motivations in history. Understanding popular culture's normatives on societal issues grants access to images, ideas and attitudes that have resonated within the breadth of society. And I think we all agree that few other platforms have captured a global audience's attention more in recent years than the streaming services such as Amazon Prime, Apple Plus, and last and certainly not least, Netflix. Amongst the blockbusters presented on these online platforms Several productions featured televised interpretations of Jewish history and culture, and they have captured millions of viewers' attention with images and imaginations about what it means to be Jewish. The diverse range of series presenting melodrama or comedies set in different Jewish communities entail programs such as Amazon Prime's comedy, The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, set in New York of the 1950s and 60s, The transnational drama unorthodox set in berlin and new york of the early 2000s or the netflix soap opera stizzle about a heredi family living in an ultra-orthodox neighborhood in jerusalem the response to these productions has been divided ever since the characters entered the screen for the first time on the one hand pop culture was seen as a gateway to foster televised encounters with the lives of ultra-Orthodox Judaism, for example, and on the other hand, there were concerns about the presence of anti-Semitic stereotypes in these programs, um, and those have been voiced by several agents in the reception process. I'm therefore very grateful and incredibly excited for having Dr. Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann here tonight, who will engage with some of the complex issues surrounding the representation of ultra-Orthodoxy on the global streaming service Netflix. So I am indeed honored to um, welcome and to introduce Dr. Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann here on behalf of the LBI London tonight. And I don't think I exaggerate in saying that the film and media scholar Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann's work is groundbreaking in many respects. It is indeed very hard to reduce his diverse portfolio of academic publications and research projects into a few short opening words. So please forgive me Tobias and please forgive me dear guests if I can only give a very condensed overview on his work today. Tobias Ebricht hartmann is currently a senior lecturer at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem working in the Department of Communication and Journalism at the DAAD Center for German Studies. He is an internationally renowned film scholar who did his PhD on the cinematic narration of the Holocaust at Freie Universität Berlin. His research since explores the complex borderlands between historical fact and cinematic fiction, the challenges inherent to commemoration in an increasingly digitized world, and transnational cultural encounters in the context of European cinema. Tobias has worked at several renowned German universities such as the Film University Babelsberg Konrad Wolf in Potsdam and the Bauhaus University in Weimar. He was also awarded a fellowship of the International Institute for Holocaust Research at Yad Vashem in Jerusalem. Tobias Epprecht-Hartmann is currently involved with the International European Union funded project, Visual History of the Holocaust, Rethinking Curation in the Digital Age. And this Oh, come project, on. Oops. Uh, and this project addresses the complex issue of how to digitally curate filmic records that bear witness to the darkest chapter in recent European history. Tobias Eprecht Hartmann's academic publications include a wide range of German and English monographs and articles and book chapters, looking at film history, Holocaust commemoration, and modern visual representations of Jewish history and culture. Let me give you three recent examples from his truly diverse portfolio. The first one is a German publication um, and the title translates into Transitions, passages through a German-Israeli history of cinema that was published in Berlin in 2014. In this book, Tobias presents a German-Israeli film history by means of exploring different facets of the long-standing relationship and exchange between German and Israeli film directors. The second title is an article published in Media and Culture Society in 2021 titled commemorating from a distance, the digital transformation of Holocaust memory in times of COVID-19. And this article is engaging with responses of Holocaust memorials and museums to the COVID-19 pandemic. And it explores different ways of experimentation with the potential of social media Holocaust memory. And finally, um, another book chapter this time in an edited volume by Trevor Buffoni, dedicated to TikTok cultures in the United States. And here um, Tobias has published an article with Tom Divin titled Hashtag Jewish TikTok, The Jew Talks Fight Against Anti-Semitism. And this book chapter is focused on a squad of Jewish American TikTokers who call themselves Jew Talks who have decided to dedicate their accounts to combating anti-Semitism online by giving an insight into Jewish culture and tradition. And from this brief or maybe slightly lengthy (laughs) insight into Tobias' work, you can tell that I could easily continue speaking about his exciting projects, Um, but that is evidently not why you joined us tonight. So I'm very, very happy to hand over the stage to Tobias Ebrecht Hartmann, who will speak about another modern phenomenon, the fictional engagement with orthodoxy in Netflix series, in his talk, In Our Image, Meeting Our Ultra-Orthodox Other on Netflix. So, Tobias, to you.
2: Thank you very much, Kinga. That that was a beautiful and and, and very honoring uh, and flattering introduction. Um, thank you very much for that, and uh, yes, thank you very much to all of you for joining and my apologies that I could not be in person in London, I was really looking forward to that but it, unfortunately at the end, it turned out that I won't be able to travel, um, so I'm happy that we uh, can do this on zoom, um, I have to admit that my lecture will be less concise than Kinga's introduction. Uh, this is definitely really an experiment, work in progress. I don't know even if I'm really kind of um, uh, looking at this topic from the researcher's perspective. Although now after your introduction, I found that there are a lot of connections to my previous work. But actually, it's much more that I'm really just a Netflix viewer uh, who was fascinated when viewing these series. And when I was uh, when I when it was suggested to me maybe to speak about those series. Um, I said yes because i found this really a good opportunity to also um yeah critically review my own gaze and this is actually also the topic um of the way how i want to um uh, engage and share my with this series and uh, uh, share my thoughts with you um kinga already mentioned that um uh, that there were usually always quite controversial or different views when new series about um, ultra orthodox Haredi um, uh, communities um, aired on these platforms, um, and a lot celebrated this as a great opportunity to 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 create a bridge towards this um, com- these communities, which usually separate themselves somehow or are also separated from the secular parts of the society. And on the other hand, there was of course also concern how far this uh, would um, uh, 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 intensify certain stereotypic perceptions of Jews, but also of these specific uh, religious communities. Um, My lecture is really not um, a lecture about the question how accurate these films are. It is also not really about the ultra-Orthodox because I think I'm really not the right person to um, to, to, to explain and definitely not to judge about um, ultra-Orthodox communities and their life. Um, and when I was watching um, the two series I will focus on today, which is um, Stissel and Unorthodox, I had the feeling um, that those series are clearly much more about our modern societies and the challenges we are facing and the anxieties we are dealing with um, than about the other, so to say. And uh, I try in my my lecture, I try primarily to explain why uh, I think that this is the case. And um, from a kind of methodological perspective, uh, I'm Primarily looking at um, intertextual references in both of these series, especially intermediate uh, forms of um, inter-intermediation or the way how the series use media and reflect about media. And actually, especially in the case of Stiezel, this will be just a very, very, very small glimpse because I think you can watch Stiesel completely. Uh, from the perspective of media, um, uh, uh, the use of different media from telephone to radio to television and so on and so on, and you will learn a lot about forms of communication, especially then also in this uh, specific um, uh, connection to to kind of uh, to 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 religious communication and and, uh, uh, and and media theory, so to say, and the second aspect, uh, the second approach is through. Um, Kind of forms of self reflexivity and both, of course, as you can imagine, are somehow interconnected. Um, that's also why I want to start with. I um, have several, several clips from the series from both of them. So I think most part, most part of my of my lecture will be watching clips. I hope this is fine for you, and I hope that my internet is stable enough that you will enjoy that. Um, uh, while saying that, uh, I will. Th- stopped screen sharing again. And just to be sure that I exactly optimize it for the video clips and share also my computer sound and now it should should work. Um, uh, yeah, now I don't see you and I don't know why, but this has maybe other reasons. Okay, so um, I will um, I will show you now um, uh, a clip from the fourth, uh, from the third season of Stissel. Uh, Stiegel, um, as, as it was said, is today available on the um, um, streaming platform Netflix, and um, and uh, 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 but, but it started on Israeli television. It's an Israeli television series about, um, as uh, Kinga already said, about an ultra-orthodox um, uh, Haredi family in a Jerusalem uh, neighborhood. Um, uh, it's really a, a family saga, and. Um, uh, he, uh, this is from the last uh, uh, and latest uh, season, the third season, and it's focusing on, um, on um, uh, Lippe and Gitti Weiss, um, the, the daughter um, of the, the, the main protagonist um, uh, uh, Stiesel and uh, her husband. Um, and maybe you should know, if you don't know the series so well, that uh, that uh, Lippe in the first series he somehow kind of left the community, also left Israel, and then he returned. He's always this guy who is, who is who's very humane, but on the other hand, also uh, would, is really curious about the world and about the possibility to to develop himself, to reach goal, to to innovate, and uh, and also um, of course to to earn money. And, and um, change changes status, uh, and in this um, uh, um, episode, it's about um, the fact that that uh, Lippe works for a um, television production, which is actually f- filming a series about uh, Haredi communities, and he's trying to get extras um, uh, for this um, uh, uh, for this uh, production. So I hope you can hear and see. If not, then please, somebody open the microphone and tell me.
3: למצוא עוד פעם זה
4: הכל אל תגיד את זה ואני כל הזמן רק מחבר אותו אני לא רוצה שתבטן יש לי רעיין
3: לשלום לכם, שאולי מלאיכם. יש לכם זקנים מאוד יפים, ואני מחפש אנשים זקנים בשביל לתסלם לתוכנית טלוויזיה. מעניין אתכם. שלום חבר'ה. אתם בעניין של לצטלם לסדרה, טלוויזיה, מקבלים כסף טוב. מה זה כסף טוב? 200 שקל, חצי יום צילום. וואלה, איזה סדרה? לא יודע, אבל יש כסף, זה מה שחשוב. מה צריך לעשות? שום דבר, אתם פשוט צריכים לבוא מחר, but I think this uh, scene is.
2: Is interesting on several levels first of all it shows the kind of the, the basic focus of the series that it's really kind of focusing on the private and personal life of the of the protagonists that it's very much about kind of love relationships family and all these very universal topics and issues um, which is quite important um, because what we see is this tendency of depicting Haredi and ultra-Orthodox life without kind of delving into the political and controversial and political dimensions of it. and thereby of course the 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 series from the beginning connects to the ordinary as well as secular people. Second, it is quite interesting because it shows this this um, intersection that this merging of the different worlds of the, the the home of course and 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 the public, but also in this case the shift towards the secular Tel Aviv, um, and as you see now, um, because Lipper failed to find ultra orthodox extras, he's going to these tele- t- uh, Tel Avivian guys with the long beards to ask them to perform a really juice. And thereby, of course, the series already starts to reflect about um, this this issue: who is playing whom, who is impersonating whom, um, uh, what is the original the 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 real haridi especially when it comes to a television series and here i already see the self reflexive element that reminds us of watching a series, and of course also engaging into a, a world that is a reflection of social circumstances and topics that are more connected to us than to this kind of exotic other um and this um this moment of um, uh, irritation about the concept of of hipster and hipsterim, um, of course, is also quite interesting here uh, because it also shows kind of similarities and connecting points, the beards, uh, uh, and also very different cultural concepts. So this is how this uh, kind of uh, culminates then in a later scene. Um
3: תהיה? מה יש לך בעוד מה? לא, לא, תוריד זה, זה לא שייך צעדיק. תוריד זה, תוריד. גם אתה, צעדיק, תוריד זה? גם אני. ברור, מה זה הדבר? מה זה, מה יש על ראש? שיער. לא, זה שיער של אתה צריך להחביא זה, תשים את על הראש זה. זה לדבר מהו. יופי. אז... הכי טוב שלא תדברו עם אף אחד. בטח לא תגידו שאתם לא חרדים. בלי צחוקים, בלי להתחיל עם בחורות, אה? מה שתגיד, העיקר שלנו בסוף היום קש, אה? בסדר, בסדר. חברים, אם מישהו מדבר איתכם, לתאורים לא אנחנו ביתיים like
2: And here we already see this kind of this playing with imitation, with impersonation, with uh, the, uh, uh, um, the the uh, the with, uh, with with difference and similarity. Um, which creates this this moment of of connection and also then um, also a, a building of a kind of new com- community. Um, uh, and as I said, which which is which helps so to say to understand that it is quite difficult here uh, to identify so to say really the other because it's always the self which we are, we are which we are encountering and seeing uh, in this presumed other. Um, yeah, so of course, what is the what is the the relevance of this whole whole thing? So I, I think when we when we talk about, Haredi um, um, communities, ultra orthodoxy, uh, we first of all have to recognize um, they are there, they are there to stay, they are an important factor at least in Israel, as you uh, might uh, might uh, uh, have seen in the in the last elections. Um, on the right here, you see also a new television show. Um, which is directed by Rama Burstein, um, herself coming from an Haredi background, um, a television show that will, um, will air uh, at the end of this year. Um, uh, of course, um, the representation of Jewish religion uh, in um, at least Israeli visual culture is not a new phenomenon, but we definitely saw an interesting um, transformation or interesting developments in the way how um, religion or Jewish religion and especially also um, orthodoxy uh, is depicted and represented. And when we kind of look back to a classic like Amos Kitai's Kadosh, which still, so to say, really kind of um, uh, explores this world as something different um, and other uh, um, from the secular mainstream, uh, are then already um, a film like Eyes Wide, o- Wide Open, that is focusing on, uh, on the topic also of homosexuality with regards to religious communities in Israel. Um, and um, I think the groundbreaking film by Rama Burstein, Fill, fill the Void, which, which was celebrated, of course, also as a first version of a mainstream film that gained some insight into the community from a first-person experience, um, then we see that that the representation of, um, of 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 Jewish religion and of Orthodoxy, on the one hand, became um, kind of more precise and you can say maybe authentic. But more important, I think, um, we we see that it that it um, turns from a political topic um, to a topic that is much more about. Um, reflecting so to say the um, um the, the basic elements of society like family like gender relations like um, um the question of power relations um and in a certain way this this abstaining from the political dimension of religion in the Israeli context also reflects from my perspective a desire especially from these of the Israeli audiences um to kind of step back from the political, from the dominance of politics in Israeli life. um, So that actually the films about religion are also kind of a bit of a relief in comparison to films that reflect, for example, on the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. Um, On television, um, the representation of ultra-Orthodox Jews um, uh, uh, started in a certain way to, uh, to offer new ways and and to include more perspectives, um, uh, 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 um describes this really as a as a development um, uh, in which um, two series, a touch away and Zrugim, uh, had um, an important effect on preparing the ground for uh, a number of um, um, uh, uh, of successors. That kind of Um, more and more um, made it a kind of normal environment um, to tell these kind of stories. So as he says, both Touch Away and Srukim opened the way to a number of religion themed shows, which have since become uh, on Israeli TV. Most, if if not all of them adopted Srukim's innovation and keep religion separated from the controversial political connotations it has in Israel, as I said. So I want um, to focus on Netflix, um, as Kinga said, kind of one um, uh, 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 representative of the new um, uh, streaming culture. um, So only one of several platforms, but a platform that somehow kind of um, in a specific way engaged or prepared the floor for this particular genre of kind of films about, Orthodoxy, Haredi really life. Um, um, it started with a documentary film One of Us in 2017, Stissel that already started, uh, already aired on Israeli television in 2013 um, was available on the uh, platforms, is available since 2018. And, um, uh, uh, and then the miniseries of Un- Unorthodox that um, uh, aired on the platform, just coincidentally uh, when, when the lockdown started in 2020, um, uh, gained additional attention to this particular uh, topic. And I think, of course, um, Netflix um, as a, a specific medium um, that offers us also the possibility of watching series in a different way than before to kind of um, decode in, 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 in a different way the multi uh, 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 multipath um narration strategies of these kind of um of television series um that somehow um kind of even goes further furthermore, like the television that was already a family member and kind of uh, um, uh, brought the world into into the private space uh becomes um uh, a new way of kind of mobile uh, and 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 global uh, cultural reflection. Um, uh, I think it's not a coincidence or there is a, an interesting connection we might already like to dis- discuss about between Netflix and this particular way of kind of depicting this presumably exotic communities in the way um these series do. Um, uh, yeah so. Um, turning towards Stissel, as I already said it um uh, uh, it uh, started um, on Israeli television in 2013 and um, is really kind of a, a family saga uh, with uh, uh until now three um um three uh, uh three, three seasons um and uh, in the focus as I said Shulem stissel um, here in the center of this family tree or in the, also in the center of the sitting there at the um uh, at the kitchen table, um, who uh, at the beginning of the of the series uh, loses his wife Dvora, and and really has difficulties to kind of get over it, and the second um, uh, protagonist somehow is Akiva, his son, a bachelor, uh, and his kind of um, uh, uh, um, exploring of 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 himself uh, and 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 especially also love uh, and also. Um, uh, his siblings, specifically Gitti and Lippe, whom you already met, and uh, Zvi and uh, uh, Tovi, um, uh, and and their extended families. Um, uh, And this is the interesting thing that this idea of kind of having ultra-Orthodox people as ordinary people means that what we are dealing with are primarily kind of normal topics. So love is in the center, um, uh, um, uh, family problems are in the center, um, and, and, and and also um, um, other questions that um, that um, uh, uh, kind of that, that make it similar, so to say, to, to what we described as soap operas or, or family sagas on television. And this is actually the, the first um, element that should make us curious with regards to are we actually really watching, uh, or learning about the ultra orthodox community here, or is this uh, a form of alienation, so to say, of distancing us in order to 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 reflect about us and ourselves? Um, because if you take into consideration famous series of uh, uh, of the the eighties the, or so, like Dallas or Denver, it was never a kind of people like us which we which we admire watching on television, but it was always the other the rich, the difference, the different people and somehow the ultra-Orthodox now play this role um, for us. Um, The other aspect is that that, um, uh, Stisse reflects um, kind of constantly um, about um, looking and about gazes and about perspectives. Um, uh, uh, Akiva is uh, is a painter. um, So he's painting portraits. So it's always also about reflecting about um, uh, the image um, and um, the person and the relation between image and person and also the fantasies and the desires that are related to that. And I will um, in a minute start speaking about the whole television discourse, which is part of the first season of the uh, the series. But first I want to um, briefly show this this, uh, short clip because um, although it is about kind of family, dispute of um, Shulem with his uh, with his other daughter that um that somehow kind of left the family and and, and moved up north um uh, he says a very interesting thing here at the end of the sequence
3: to me
4: I'm you, it's Mister."
2: I think this is, again, a quite interesting scene. Uh, And of course I was referring to kind of um, uh, Shulem turning around and saying it depends on how you look at it. Um, uh, And if you kind of saw this conversation with his daughter, you saw that he first was looking into the direction of a cemetery and then he's turning and then he's looking towards the sea um uh uh, so we have on the one hand this reflection about kind of it depends on the way you look at it so you can turn and you can gain a different perspective and you can look differently on things and it is also on this kind of this uh, contrast between the cemetery and the uh, and the sea the life and all the kind of desires and dreams related to that and of course then also the superimposition which is a very Specific cinematic technique that somehow connects the father and the son through the water and the flooding, and then we have, of course, all the references to the mikveh and 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 also to purity and so on. And then then the next shot to the train and the travel and the journey. Um, a lot of things are, are kind of condensed in this and reflect, so to say, the the whole kind of symbolism that is uh, that is typical for the series. As I said before, television itself plays a huge role in Stissel, and this is really, really interesting. This uh, a part of the story is primarily connected to Shulem's mother, uh, who is uh, living in a home for the elderly uh, elderly, and uh, becomes a television, or gets a television, sorry.
4: Shalom, shalom. shalom.
3: Ik ben zeker dat je dat ze bij je in het zomer zouden zijn?
4: Zeker. Nachten een gekookte gedder van Rebetsen-Erblich. Ze zijn er schoen toch niet. Kinderlijk zingen. En ze zijn er bijzien van mongen. Zijn er maats die de kinderlijke te zingen. sehr schön er Ik ben engel. bijzien זה מרגי כמה טררן אין די אגן. איך אום זו דרמנטה נונזו צבי ארהל ובי אירפלג זינגל שי. הנה גברת צריכה לדעת רק שלושה כפתורים. זה הכפתור שמחבב ומדליק. פה עם הכפתור הזה את רוצים. וזה הווליום חלש וחזק. תודה. So here we see, of course, from the narrative
2: uh, on on the narrative level, um, the TV is a kind of um, intruder. Uh, It is also Creating an, a a conflict with the religious life and with the religious traditions that are practiced. Um, uh, it doesn't really fit. Uh, on the other hand, it is, it is also here um, um, an object that is strongly connected to emotion. And this I think is also emphasized then by the contrast that before that it was the Torah readings that kind of um, um, brought up this, this emotions and um uh, uh and now, now somehow it's it's this castal, uh, um which which creates this 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 personal connection um and for um for Shulem's mother actually the television really becomes this this kind of uh, uh, uh a connection not only um to the world out there uh, but also of course a form of reflecting um, her own um uh, her own life in this, in this family, and for us, of course, it is a constant reminder that that the, what is shown in the television are we, the, the seculars, so to say, um, uh, and, and we are watched at uh, uh, by this um, uh, nice old uh, religious lady. Um, so it's always kind of the, the, the whole watching situation is turned around. Um, so this culminates then uh, in this scene um, where um, uh, um, Shulem's son Tzvi uh, Aryeh, who is also mentioned in the first scene as uh, having such a nice voice as a boy, um, uh, uh, visits his grandmother with a certain objective.
4: אני מגיע עכשיו מער המנוחס. תראה, תראה מה זה שם באמריקה. לא כמו כאן, שמגדלים ילד ושני כלבים. אתה רואה? אצל חמישה ילדים. ריץ', טורן, בין, סמנטה, הבלונדינק והכלב שלהם, אז זה שייפה...
3: כן, כן, יופי, יופי. אז מה את אומרת, יודעת, אני אצמין לנו טקסי וניסה ביחד לסעודה?
4: לא, לא, צפי אריאלה, אני אשאר כאן. זה אני אהיה איתכם בלב שלי. אני כבר לא מה שהייתי, ראו. אבל לא כל כך פשוט לצאת, לקום לצאת. אמן
2: של הרב זה מעניין אותך.
4: רב נגש שער, זה מהרדיו. זה משהו, משהו. נותנים כאן דברים מאוד מעניינים.
3: אז בואי אני אותך. זה
2: So um, here you see uh, on the one hand, so to say that, that, that the series she's watching, the young and the restless, so to say, becomes um, a mirror for reflecting her and her own life. And thereby also kind of emphasizing the similarities, the, the number of children and things like that. Uh, and on the other hand, um, the next generation that, that kind of has the feeling that that um, her grandmother Safter, Safter kind of disconnects from them. Um, and actually, this is, again, a quite universal motive. And it, it, and we also have other reflections about that in the history of cinema, for example. Maybe some of you know the film uh, All That Heaven Allows. Uh, um, uh, there is a very important scene where, um, uh, where the children of the female um, protagonist give her a television in order to kind of um, um, uh, 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 offer her... Um, uh, S- somebody to be with when they leave the house uh, but she decides not to you to, to go to the television but falls in love with the gardener the much younger gardener and if you know a little bit about german film history maybe you 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 know um um uh uh yeah uh, it's soul by um uh Werner Fassbinder where um he's kind of using this motive, or the classical melodramatic motive, uh, and turns it around when, when the, the, the children, when they learn about a love affair of their old mother with a uh, young, uh, young, much younger um, uh, North African guest worker kind of start hitting the television screen. So also this aggressions against this apparat, uh, apparatus, so to say. Um, this episode ends with this, and here you have also the conflict between two media, you see here um, the radio or the, the, the tape recorder uh, from which they are playing this song of young Svi Ariye with his beautiful voice, which his grandmother mentioned before. And then you say, you see, so to say, the um, uh, Safta uh, 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 um, uh in front of the TV that doesn't work anymore. So, um, this whole discourse about the television as the intruder on the narrative level but also as a form of reflecting the whole notion of kind of what what are we seeing who is looking at whom which perspective do we have what are we seeing in this particular series is then completely kind of um uh, um uh uh, uh uh transformed into a a, a self-reflexive um uh, um uh, um, um, a self-reflexive, um, um, arrangement um, at the end of the of the first season when the grandmother is in hospital and um, and everyone is afraid that she will die. Uh, and this is then also the cliffing of the series, but it's quite interesting how this um, how this uh, season ends. So in these last scenes, um, the TV series in the inner diegetic um, world turns into a TV series watched at from heaven um, and thereby kind of Offering us a key, so to say, how to decipher this subtext about the 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 the, the soap opera which which uh, Safdar Shisal is watching constantly, and also um, this reflection about us as the viewers that are sitting there somehow somebody outside and watching the presumably other, which is actually sort of say we. Um, so coming from this kind of interpretation of stissel it is interesting to look at a at a series that of course has legs or has not the same kind of uh form of um uh, intertextual or self-reflexive media discourse embedded in it so unorthodox uh, based on uh, on the um uh, book and and experiences of um, dora feldman uh, and uh, uh, who who left the um, the the Haredi um community of the Satmas uh in, in New York. Uh, and um um and so based on that um, that book um uh sorry we have the phone is ring in the back and I can't stop it but um uh, so based on, on 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 that book unorthodox is of course a clear kind of um as, as a clear political perspective and it is usually also interpreted as a clear as, as creating a, a very clear cut between these two different worlds the Satma community in uh, 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 in New York and and the secular and the secular world and of course it also kind of was always perceived as a classical escapes escape um, story uh, and that was also the reason why people thought had the feeling that there are a lot of kind of stereotypes types are reproduced, although the producers themselves said that they really tried to to to, to present as accurate as possible um, what um, uh, this 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 uh, this this religious background. I again want to want to take a different perspective on this. Um, and again, um, uh, uh, maybe this quote can help us that this departure from the biographical story allows unorthodox to focus less on the Satma community and more on EsSD with the name of the protagonist in the in the uh, uh, Netflix series, discovering herself as powerful and independent young woman. And so we see a kind of constant process of transformation which is not a process of replacement. It's not about kind of replacing, one part of, of the biography with the other part, but it's a constant form of kind of expanding that um, uh, perspectives and and uh, this um, uh, shot in the uh, in the center showing Esty and her husband uh, in Berlin in front of the Humboldt Forum, uh, which is this kind of uh, rebuilt imperial palace, and and of course all the notions connected to that to German history to to colonialism and so on. Uh, shows us, so to say, a very entangled um, uh, uh, perspective, which also corresponds to the narrative structure of the of the series where different narrative strengths blend different places, times, and also cultures uh, into each other. So this quite long scene, I will maybe jump in between a little bit, um, shows us how this kind of blending of different um, Uh, time levels and spaces and also cultures uh, work uh, and how this still shows us uh, despite all the pain related to it um, that there is this kind of this important basis of having this cultural religious and also historical um, 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 background that, that, that kind of defines also the protagonist and um, which also is something the others learn from because what we see in the first part here is a constant kind of learning typically about uh, through food, which is usually uh, uh, one of the, the, uh, the, uh, the spheres where intercultural encounters um, can happen. How can I help. So this is I Esti already. At oh. So this is Esti in Berlin, where she met kind of a, a community of musicians and uh, somehow invited to them. And uh, yeah, and and you will see that most of her story is then told in flashbacks.
5: You any good with
4: dressing?
1: Yeah, I'm okay. I I cook a lot at home. There you go, ma'am.
5: So what do you cook at home?
4: Everything. Paper
3: paper. Soups, kigel, chunt, goulash, cakes. <laughs> chunt? Curry? What's that? It's like uh, kigel is. Oh, you know
4: like, it? Uh, yeah, um,
3: kigel is like a cake made yeah. of noodles, and it's like sweet and spicy. It's and hard to
4: explain. It's, it's just um, normal Jewish. Like Jewish, yes, Jewish food. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I learned everything from my babi.
5: What's a babby? (laughs)
4: It's my grandmother. She raised me.
3: Robert was raised by his grandparents too. Yeah.
5: Oh. They also live in Berlin?
1: Uh, No. They did. Um, passed away.
4: I'm sorry. You escaped, didn't you? You make it sound like I was in prison. Weren't you? No. But I left without telling anyone where I was going.
1: Why did you leave? This is not a job until you came.
4: It's okay. God expected too much of me. Now
2: I need to find my own bed. Well, I'll drink to that. <laughs> Definitely, yeah.
3: It's wine, yeah. Walsh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. do you have a glass? Yeah, to Toasty. To Le
2: Yeah.
1: Le Chaim. Le the only one Yep.
5: O Kadeschus had merschnitli, bet mekaim sein de heilike d'mitzvif. En kaitzad, meraag in de f'nai ha kalle. In dischis fin all seiner heilike uves. Wellen chusen kalle krigin haschpoes teuves. En al, wellen tanzen bi meiri bi meine. Akeig me schiechze keine. Ay, 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 ay.
2: So an emotionally very dense scene um, where, where you, you see how kind of the different um, uh, narrative um, uh, paths are interwoven um, and um, connected also as flashbacks or as kind of different um, time levels that kind of tell um, this background. Um, of course, there are also connections, the connection through family, the connection through celebration, um, there's also in the secular world, this kind of Jewish traditions, cultures, um, uh, also the, the, the continuous believing in God um, that are also present there, but also the pain as seen here. Um, uh, so as I, I want to argue, it is not this idea of kind of one um, uh, uh, positive, enlightened Free world is kind of opposite to to the to to a world that is that is uh, uh, frightening and 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 oppressive, uh, but that this is interwoven and, and that again there is a very strong universal um, uh, 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 dimension here that is also taking the p- p- particularity of the of, of 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 the biographical experience into uh, into a. Um, on on a level where it kind of interconnects in a multi-directional way with others, and and I'm here referring, for example, to uh, to Turkish German cinema, very famous Fatih Akin's uh, Head On, where we have kind of similar escape stories, similar kind of interwoven narratives um, that, that that tell this kind of. Um, um, this this double belonging, so to say, and this shifting between the different worlds that still are connected and that cannot be uh, separated. Um, So that turning unorthodox into, um, as as here in this, uh, this quoted a a period drama about a conservative community, which um, is still relatable for many others who suffer from rigid social norms in various cultures. Uh, and those who journey for change. Uh, And this is the interesting kind of way how um, intercultural and ultra intertextual references in um, um, uh, unorthodox help us to better understand that this is not about the other, but about a a world in which we are living and from which we are part and the history and cultures that are connected with others. And especially the historical um, discourse here Uh, is quite uh, important Um, and we have several scenes Uh, we can interpret actually the shaving of the head itself as an historical reference that resonates um, to the the famous images we have from um, uh, 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 the Jewish um, uh, uh, prisoners in in concentration and extermination camps Um, and we have a a, a, a central scene that takes place at um, the Wannsee in Berlin uh, and, and again, I jump a little bit through it just that you get it um, because it's really an important scene because it's also kind of the the, the, the primary transformation scene of Esti, uh, but it is also kind of uh, connecting it to Germany and to German history and also shows us again um, that the series uh, has a lot of us, yeah, from the speaking from the perspective of the German audience, for example. So well, she goes to the to the um, with her friends. Now you can swim as far as 1942. But Did you see that villa? The conference where the Nazis decided to kill the Jews in the concentration camps it took place in 1942, in that villa.
4: And you swim in this lake?
2: Oh, the lake is just a lake.
3: There's more, actually. When the Berlin Wall was up, East German guards shut anyone who tried to swim across this lake to freedom.
4: And now? Now
3: well, you can swim as far as you like.
2: So as you see, again, several levels kind of intersect with with the others, the history that is present at this particular place, uh, the reference to the Wanze conference, but the lake that is only a lake. And then also um, um, uh, the Wanze as uh, as, 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 as a kind of um, um, space for transformation that is also kind of purification in the sense of a bath in the mikveh. Of course, you can also relate it to baptism, uh, but you can also kind of uh, also this kind of transformation by taking taking away the, the wig again, seeing her with the shaved hair. So I would argue that there are kind of a lot of levels and references that kind of create a very complex um, image and that shows that this kind of everyday life, which is so close to ours, is always kind of has always another um. Uh, uh, another level and another meaning and another reference, uh, which we won't see if not ISTE would help us to, to see it, to understand it. So maybe this is a good good uh, last example. I want to show you um, a, a normal kind of uh, uh, visit to a club. But again, we have this this moment where a kind of hist- hist- historical um, uh, uh, memory pops up. So this ordinary gesture of showing the stamp for entering the club uh, in for Esti is not an ordinary gesture. And also we as the audience immediately kind of uh, get this resonance to the tattoos, which uh, which prisoners got in Auschwitz and so on and showed uh, later to the camera of the, uh, the liberators. Um, so that, that's what I want to argue that, that that there is always a kind of another layer that is so close and so closely connected to us that actually, in these films, we see much more the encounter with ourselves, with our history, with our struggles, with our anxieties, than that this is really about kind of the other. Um, uh, uh, um, and Endeavor and offers us also a kind of a different perspective um, that emphasizes the interconnectedness between worlds that we usually fantas- uh, fantasize as separated, but that mi- might be much closer than we thought. I leave it here because I'm already um, uh, uh, over time, uh, I had kind of um, uh, as a kind of epilogue, I wanted to show you some TikTok videos about um, religion, Jewish, and Yiddish culture that might be an interesting connect, create interesting connections. Maybe I can do that in the discussion, but I would really like uh, now also to uh, to hear your comments and to um, to engage into a discussion. Thank you very much for your attention.
0: Yes, um, thank you very much Tobias for your absolutely fascinating talk and um, just out of my deep desire not to be rude, I'm going to keep my questions um, for later. Um, so what we're going to do now is we will open um, the floor for questions and um, we're going to do this in a in, in a bit of an organized manner. So anybody who would like to ask Tobias about um, one of the facets of his talk that really pointed out the complexity of televised or, or, or audiovisual representation of orthodoxy. Um, if you could please put your name in the general chat and um, I will provide some space and time for you to ask your questions and of course, Tobias to to answer. So anybody who would like to ask something, please put your name in the chat and then we can start hopefully um interesting discussion and thanks again to Yas. it was really absolutely mind-blowing if i may say so very very interesting perspective on films i'm very familiar with and that i've just completely seen from a very different angle now so thank you thank you so the floor is open for um questions yes we've got christina Okay,
2: I hope it's not rude
0: if I start. I wanted
1: to ask about the target audiences of the different series and and films that you said, what kind of difference does that make um, to the plot? And um, I also wanted to ask a little more about what we know about the producers, Um, what milieu do they come from? Um, And then lastly, can we say anything about reception? Are there viewer numbers, for example?
2: Uh, yeah, so I, I cannot really answer all these questions very, very important questions um, uh, in a in a very competent way again, because I'm not an expert uh, for this topic, but came to it really more more out of curiosity. Uh, but of course, this is very important when we kind of further delve into into a better understanding. So um, the target audience, and this is, I think, very important, is, of course, definitely uh, um, in case of Stiezel first in Israeli and then very soon a global, and in case of of, um, um, uh, of unorthodox, a global, a little bit also German um, uh, uh, audience, uh, secular, not religious, and in case of unorthodox, I think also to a huge um, extent, uh, non-Jewish. Um, and um, uh, the same is true, so to say, for the, for the uh, cast and directors. So other than the the this new coming series, uh, Fire Dance uh, um, by um, by um, uh, Rama uh, Rama Burstein, uh, we don't have kind of Haredi or Orthodox directors here. Nevertheless, Stiesel, is, as I said before. Was different from earlier depictions, where the orthodox were kind of used as a as a kind of um, projection screen for dealing with controversial topics like um, uh, 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 homosexuality, uh, gender things, and so on. Um, kind of. Shifts away from that and kind of tells us these kind of ordinary stories and turns the orthodox, as I said, into ordinary people. Still not aiming towards an orthodox audience. Uh, this has, of course, also a lot to do with the, with the way how Haridi communities relate to television, to modern communication media, and things like that. And this is also why I I, I come to this conclusion that of course also because the series <laughs> is not aiming are not aiming to. To, to other audiences than secular or moderate religious um, audiences is it's it's like all other television series, more about finding something that looks different, but gives us a possibility to learn something about ourselves. Um, but what is interesting, of course, here is still that there is money in the fund on the funding level from religious institutions that want to foster a kind of bridging between secular and religious parts of um, the Israeli society, and also want to foster different kind of understanding of of different streams of Judaism. Um, So all of these religious TV series in Israel get some funding from that so that they also have this this aim and this dimension unorthodox might be a little bit different and this creates also a lot of the controversy that was around the series, because it has also this German background nevertheless I would say Maria Schrader she showed already before interest in top in similar topics and so on, of course, the whole kind of feminist gender. um, uh, 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 elements that are important for the series, but that's why I said what's interesting is. To look at unorthodox, for example, more in context of films by Fatih Akin, like Head On, and others, than to look at it from the perspective of kind of an, uh, an accurate representation of the Satma community in New York. Um, uh, with regards to, to reception, um, I don't have any figures, but both series were really, 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 really successful globally. So this was a hit in Israel uh, among all sectors of the society, or at least all sectors that that are watching television series either on TV or on streaming ser, uh, services um, um but all, but 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 also globally and especially since it was then kind of brought on Netflix and I find it found it quite interesting this um, really interesting um, uh, uh, documentary Netflix documentary one of us about kind of three um Haredi uh, uh, um, uh, kind of um, Expelles, I don't know, so SKPs from 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 Haredi communities um, that somehow prepared the floor, and then they bought um, um, uh, 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 Stiesel and then they 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 produced um, uh, uh, unorthodox. So it, it might not be a coincidence. Yeah, this has also to do first what Netflix was a streaming platform, but then it became a producer itself. Yeah, and of course they are very interested, like. We can also see that with many social media platforms now, they're interested in fostering diversity, so to say, yeah. So diversity is the key. Yeah, we can, we can argue because it's also about getting other audiences, other uh, audiences that pay and that, that you can attach to your platform. Uh, but that's also the reason why, why, why potentially everything should be kind of included, uh, so to say, uh, by these um, streaming services. And all the other questions, really, I'm I'm not an expert on on, on both of these series, but there's already some academic uh, research and publications uh, available. Okay. Um. Thank she you. Julia I to put to her answer. name on the chat, so I say this so that yes. she doesn't need to say it.
0: Thank you. You you spared me the the, <laughs> the embarrassment of kind of um, jumping the queue. Um, I've got many many questions, but I try to, to focus on on two. The first is. You know, when when I watched these series, I always had at the back of my mind this this idea um, by by Ian Ang, this emotional realism. And I have the impression, just also based upon skimming comments about, about the program a little bit on, on um on social media platforms, that this is something that that pulls the audiences in. Um, and I wonder whether that is a trope we can find across other productions with with that showcase communities that are in a way very specific and as you said, you know, to the to the external viewer exotic. Um, because Netflix tends to do that um, with, for example, Polish television programs where where there's also things that are totally alien to somebody who doesn't know the cultural context, but then sees the emotions and, you know, the relationships that are very kind of classical, similar in in crime films, for example, to to Scandinavian um, cinema. I was wondering, is that something that's happening here as well? And does it overwrite the specific nuanced reading that I can totally see from from an informed perspective for, for the ordinary viewer? Is it soap opera that people desire when they watch these programs? And beautiful soap opera, that is. I mean, the aesthetics is another thing that I think are quite powerful here, Um, and the poetic imagery. Um, Yes, and the second question would be whether there's, there's any research you're aware of on the representation of Orthodox communities in specific national cinemas, like, for example, um, the British community. Do we know about the difference already? do we do we see um different visuals? Do we see different emphasis on on maybe completely different issues? Wow. <laughs> um,
2: okay, i try I try at least to answer a little bit. i think I think this is an an uh, uh, an interesting and important observation. And I think this is part of uh, of this concept of global streaming platforms that they somehow try to combine transcultural global aesthetics with kind of a, kind of a local flair, so to say, uh, and that this um, somehow also creates this notion um, of this poetic realism, or also of this 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 ability to 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 kind of connect to these stories on both levels Um, uh, so that is uh, that it's a transgression of of national kind of um television um, but not in the sense that we have kind of completely globalized uh, aesthetics here however this i think is a tendency which we see uh which we saw already in also in cinema and that also shows us that we have a constant blurring between television and cinema through these platforms because somehow we can also say that some of these series are really more like extended dramas than that they have the classic episodic structure of television series before the digital age um, and this in, in interconnection of kind of um, the global and the local or the the kind of um, uh, author element and the kind of popular culture elements, um, I think are very typical for nearly all of the productions, including more and more also the American productions. Uh, Stiesel, I think, nevertheless, we need to treat a little bit different because the first two seasons were produced by Israeli television alone, so to say, and it was really an Israeli television series, although Israeli television at that time was already kind of aiming towards global audiences and things like that. I think this would be really interesting to look to, to do some more research um so to say um uh, uh what is Stiesel before went on Netflix and 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 after so the third season I think first on Netflix uh, and I think from just from a viewer's perspective there are interesting also aesthetic and narrative differences between the third season and the first two seasons but this needs more research and then maybe we can also find out what what might be the, the the, the difference with with unorthodox I think it's really a typical example of kind of, of a Netflix production for a global audience with a local flair which with transcultural and uh, uh, elements and and some kind of political but not too controversial political elements nevertheless I would still consider this series also as part of the German Netflix series so to say because Berlin plays such an important role because you really see and feel the 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 role the german um uh, uh director and producers and others played here and and as i said and these historical references which which really are so important in in order to understand it and which turns it really more into a series that is reflecting about what is the place of of jews in germany in not in the new germany what is this kind of entangled history we are dealing with, with i think this should not be underestimated and of course this focus on satma and and uh, so on, yeah, it, it somehow kind of um, uh, overshadows this this part in this dimension that that the that, that, that the parts in Berlin are not less conflicting, so to say, than the parts that that are set in Brooklyn. Uh, the second question actually, I see that Daniel has has uh, raised his virtual hand uh, so he might know much better about the representations of um, of Jews and also the in different um, television and uh, visual cultures. Uh, I'm really not an expert on that. I just follow that out of curiosity and can only say something about Israel and about Germany with this regard. So I really don't know the UK scene so so well. And that would of course also be interesting to, to look how far these popular images of Haredi Jews, first coming from Israel and then Kind of from through unorthodox how this affected the way how this uh, uh, of representations of later representations in other uh, um, uh, audiovisual cultures
0: okay thank you Tobias so um now to daniel um...
5: okay <laughs> hi everybody <laughs> from berlin and um my question Tobias has a bit to do with if you could tell us a bit more about this relationship between Haridim and the series. You know there are a lot of stories going around, or used to go around during the first two seasons, and um, and these relationships are really quite complicated. On one hand, who were the producers and scriptwriters? You know, I, for example, know one of the scriptwriters for the third season. He's also ex. Haredi. And Now he tries to become a historian, does a PhD, in the Leo Beck Fellowship supported him. So some kind of a repeating story that dropouts are going to um, produce TV series about Haredim, but the stories which go around are super interesting, and um, and there seems something to happen within the Haredi society, which goes against certain core beliefs, but Maybe I'm wrong. I give you some some examples. You know, when they did the first, um, season, they had to work with hidden cameras. They didn't have to work with hidden cameras when they were shooting the second seasons, the second seasons, because among Haredi society, um, the series became quite popular. And there's, for example, one example. I never could prove it, but this was told to me. I think there's a marriage going on. They showcased a marriage in the first season, and they invented they invented a the nigun. You know, a marriage nigun, a mm-hmm. marriage melody, complete <laughs> invention. Yeah, but this nigun became really popular it's then. Interesting. Among the Haredi society, mm-hmm. so this invention <laughs> left TV jumped into the Haredi society and became something real, right? Um. Or the third example is I was told that. Um, Kharedi men, not females, men, were trying to get in touch with the producers to appear in the show, you know, cameo appearance, to say one sentence or just to look into the camera, which is also something which goes against all the basic, or the very many, very many basic rules which are present um, within Kharedi society. And... Um, The fourth thing is, as you know, there are two kinds of phones within Haredi society, the kosher ones and non-kosher ones. And um, there are a lot of WhatsApp groups, which you can access by the non-kosher ones. And during the first two seasons, there were special WhatsApp groups about Stissel and they were exchanging information, they shared information how to watch it. As not just go to the National Library, as they used to do in my time when I was in Jerusalem, but also other ways, do you know about other stories? And what does this say about the relationship between Haredi society and mainstream Israel?
2: A very good question, and I have to say that I don't know and from the research literature, which I found, um, which was limited actually to the English research literature, there was also nobody really elaborating about these findings which you refer to. Um, uh, And. um, But I would say that. um, (laughs) that <laughs> in particular, the the this, the scene about the extras, which I showed you in the beginning, which is also before that, he's talking with several people who are uh, answering his phone, and it's really funny because you see really a kind of a, a, a panorama of of kind of different Haredi Orthodox, modern Orthodox potential responses. I think this is already kind of informed uh, by the the experiences which 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 the producers, the crew everybody had already made um so i'm not i'm not surprised um uh, though i don't think that that was an intention of the series but it shows again that these kind of similarly strict or separate boundaries between the different sectors in the israeli society are maybe not so strict and uh, as we as we assume from certain kind of um, public perception and media reception, which is by the way also true when we are talking about the the separation between the Israeli and the Palestinian or the Israeli and the Arab Palestinian society, so things are much on the on the, on the everyday level and especially when it comes to cultural exchange or to media use, things are much more entangled than we are usually assuming um, uh, from this perspective of 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 kind of um, yeah the from the outside perspective again I was on purpose kind of taking this perception of analyzing the series more as something mirroring the kind of the non orthodox and. uh, 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 Because I I really I don't feel comfortable to to say something about the effects the receptions and the way how this kind of relates actually to the to the society, Um, what I think what is quite interesting definitely is that. um, That. um, uh uh, that the status um also from dropouts so to say or from people who transgress the borders between the Haredi and the secular or non-Haredi world um changed over the last years and that this might also connect to to the serious um uh, uh that that actually we have to So it's not surprising what the story you you tell that people then go into the script writing business or become researchers. We also have more and more students who have a Haredi background and are kind of, and left the community. We know, for example, that the military is very interested in ex-Haredis because of their their high training in, in reading and understanding complex scripture. Uh, for example, for codes and for decoding codes and things like that, uh, often ex-Haredis are, are, and also Haredis who who join the military, which is by the way also people, some people do that despite all the conflicts around that. So this is quite quite an interesting thing, but I ha- I have to say that I'm really not an expert in this. But all this all these anecdotes you 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 tell are very interesting, and I think also um, they are quite uh, believable and 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 show, so to say, that. That there is this kind of um, intersection intersection and this kind of dialogue um, uh, which which has also to do with these kind of cultural products a follow-up question by daniel may i yes of course nobody i'm oh, sorry it's not my, my it's my fine point. perfectly fine tobias <laughs> uh, my
5: feeling is but i might be wrong you know might be pe- my feeling is I mean, most of these stories I know from interviews with the directors and scriptwriters. And um, my feeling is that in some way I'm not quite understand. Um, Stessel seems to build a bridge between, I'm not quite sure if this was the aim, maybe this was part of their aims a bridge between the Haredi society, whoever belongs to the Haredi society, and the non Haredi society, which means the non Orthodox society, Jewish society in Israel. And they're trying to do it by showing these families as normal people, right? That's the yeah. As you, as you told us. Now, this is completely different with the other book or the other TV series. I'm not quite sure if the other book or the other TV series tried to build a bridge between these ultra Haredis and the, not the Jewish society, the non-Jewish society. Um, yeah, it's so- good, In a certain way, problematic, or am I wrong about to put these two series in such an opposition?
2: I I tend not to create such a hard opposition between Mm -hmm. Stiesel and unorthodox, which is quite common. So usually it is said Stiesel has this kind of more embracing, um, uh, 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 kind of bridging the the separation, while, while unorthodox is kind of cementing it in a certain way. I think this is true for the book, uh, especially the whole political discourse around the book, and maybe also the way how Deborah Feldman herself kind of emphasized her story. I think it is different with the series, and I tried to argue that this is that this can be seen in the specific aesthetics of the series, because if you if you really look into it, the whole kind of the whole narrative is a complete kind of entangled narrative. You have no kind of clear kind of there's yeah it's it's not this kind of clear I cut from one to the other. Usually both are not connected through kind of um contrasts or things like that, but they are usually connected by like I said showed in this one scene. Yeah. So we have a celebration and a kind of new family. And then it goes back to a celebration and the family, so to say. And 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 also when, when we see this wedding, maybe I, I didn't show it perfectly because I had to jump a little bit, you also see See this 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 uh this connection, this um when they touch, yeah, they do it, they, there's there's fear and everything, but it's not it's not, not rejection. And you also have have this whole kind of the series, it doesn't reject the the, the 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 Satma world, at least not kind of her husband, so to say. Yeah, you see also he also transforms in the encounter with Berlin maybe the more critical thing is 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 berlin and the way that the series suggests somehow that berlin could could provide a, a third space so to say where where this can be can be negotiated but again i also showed that berlin of course is also shown as a contaminated space in in, in some of the uh, um uh yeah so i i don't know so i i would not be so strict but from the tendency i think you're totally right yeah and this has to do with what you said so this Stiesel, on purpose, wanted to be non-political uh, and it, it really, on purpose, went towards this universal topics of love, family and all these kind of things everybody can adjust to and showing the Haredi as, as ordinary people. And by that, of course, also teaching us something about specific customs, traditions of the culture. Yeah, you can learn something, of course, about, about Haredi life. Uh, unorthodox is, of course, about kind of... Um, uh, uh, uh an emancipation process of a woman it has a political dimension and so on and so on but i would not say that the, that the series is this is, is kind of uh, showing this jewish com- uh, this uh, ultra orthodox community as as, as single, singular or unique in this sense mm-hmm. i think again there's a universal story and this is the universal story of rejecting any kind of of um Uh, uh, of of this kind of suppression and uh, suppressing freedom. And that's why I connected it and I'm not the only one. Mm -hmm. There are research papers already written about the similarities of unorthodox and German-Turkish cinema, for example. Um, There are a lot of tropes that kind of are are very similar. Um, Yeah.
0: Okay, um, thank you, Tobias. Do we have any further questions from the audience? Okay, so um, I would like to say um, thank you to. to I think it. Daniel wanted to come in. Oh, Daniel. Daniel okay. Sorry. Do you have did put time? your name in the chat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Do we still have time, Kinga? Yes, yeah, sure. Yes, please.
5: Um, you no, know, Tobias, you just. In your answer, you just um, made a point of saying that Stisl is not political. <laughs> I would go the other way around. (laughs) I would say Stesli is extremely political by trying to build a bridge. And this goes to a core problem of our society at the moment. And of course, the question is different in Israel than maybe in Berlin or in Italy or in in, in Hungary or in the United Kingdom. Um, How do we deal with ultra-orthodoxy? And there are different answers here, and I can't give you the right answer. Maybe there is no right answer, but um, this question goes into to the core of society and the core of politics.
2: Yeah. So that that, that was the, definitely not the definition of pol- politics. By the way, also this is not from from me, but but from mm-hmm. Nia Pelek and his extensive research mm-hmm. on on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So so, but it is about the series on purpose, other than than films, for example, that emphasize. Uh, 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 the role of women in the ultra orthodox mm-hmm. community, or uh, uh, the homophobia in uh, in the ultra orthodox community, or the way of the ultra orthodox community is not accepting Israeli authority, or things like that—all these topics don't play an important role in in mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is the way how it is unpolitical. Yeah, okay. they didn't want to want to engage into all the controversial topics uh, concerning um, ultra orthodox. Um, politics, yeah, mm-hmm. but in doing so, I totally agree with you, it's, it's political in the sense that it and this is why I started my my presentation after mm-hmm. after the scene with the with reference to the last elections. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. are there, they are there to stay. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Ben Gurion had this idea, and that's why he gave all the favors to the ultra-orthodox community. <laughs> that this will be a dying community. Yeah, that that a few years after the birth of the state of Israel, there will no no Orthodox anymore in Israel. And now they they are a strong minority, and they might become a majority. And and yeah, they are there to stay. <clears throat> and so it's it's a question how to how to deal, how to engage, um, and how to learn from each other, and how to draw also demarcation lines and i don't know yeah and of course Stissel at least plays an important role in kind of offering us a possibility to 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 kind of um, re- relate to that world yeah but again i think in order to really understand to, to gain understanding this means also that we see how much from what we already pro- usually project to the orthodox as the other is part of ourselves as well yeah, uh, and and um, and this can also be connecting because maybe we have similar problems to deal with and can learn from each other's solutions. Okay. Yeah, but I have also no answers like Daniel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Then I'll ask again. Do we have any more follow-up um, questions? Anything you would like to address? Okay, I'll take a deep breath. Daniel, anything? No?
5: <laughs> I have at least two three other questions, but I'll let it go now. Exactly.
2: <laughs> we, we will have follow-up events or meet at hopefully at nice occasions, either in person in London or in Berlin to continue this important discussion. Yeah,
5: because yeah. You, just one comment maybe at the end, you know, I moved from London or Berlin six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. And um, it's a bit of a a cultural shock. And I think here everybody's a bit nuts when it comes about Jews and um, completely nuts, much more than 16 years ago. And whether this is good or bad is a difficult question to answer. And I'm not quite sure what kind of role place the other tv series within this kind of very strange debates going on and but the debates about ultra orthodox ultra orthodoxy in israel in israel are different it's not a they are not i mean they are not i mean everybody's crazy in israel to put it bland right and um but ultra orthodox ultra orthodoxy it doesn't matter what kind of ultra orthodoxy, if it's just ultra orthodox, you know, with the black hat, or, or if it's about the Charedim and part of the Charedim, just say ultra orthodoxy. Do have a different role? The debates about society and what kind of society should become Israel is very different than when we speak about the place of Jews in Germany, sure. right? And so there's a certain, maybe from my point of view, unease about the unorthodox, which I do not have about Stessel as long as it's shown in Israel. And um,
2: but this th- exactly is the thing, yeah. So through platforms like Netflix, this is not possible anymore. Mm-hmm. And this means, so to say, that, yeah, so that, 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 that there necessarily need, need to be debates about these kind of things. Mm-hmm. But again, I would also not be so monocausal. And mm-hmm. this is also why I, I added this epilogue on TikTok and this yep. fascinating phenomenon mm-hmm. that on TikTok, we see a, a huge diversity of mm-hmm. Jewish religion. And that also we have also Jewish TikTokers in Germany um, who kind of mm-hmm. share their everyday life. Mm-hmm. Um, customs and things like that and people engage with that and I think this is much more efficient in the Mm -hmm. way of creating a more diverse and more complex and Mm -hmm. also complicated idea of what a religious Jew is than Mm -hmm. both of the series can actually um, uh, 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 achieve. Mm -hmm. I understand your concerns but I would always say okay you you, to to those people you make it too easy Mm -hmm. if you receive the unorthodox film in the way that you can clearly say, look at these Jewish fundamentalists because mm-hmm. in this series, there are so many reminders about mm-hmm. where German fundamentalism was leading to mm-hmm. that you really, really need to want to overlook mm-hmm. uh, your own history and how far your own you are addressed in the series mm-hmm. um, uh, in order to kind of put everything on the other. That mm-hmm. was actually my what I wanted to yeah. say. Mm-hmm um but yeah so maybe next time on tiktok and uh, about tiktok and then i try to make the argument why this is more efficient in creating a complex and complicated image of religion of jewish religion Mm
0: -hmm. i think this is a very good point and i would like to to pick that up um tobias um talking about tiktok and and future events um we certainly have to talk about that at some point but for now i would just like to say thank you to you and to to everyone um who joined us here tonight um, and we will be um, as ever in touch with you shortly about our 2023 lecture series um, the good the bad and the ugly myths images and imaginings about jews so um, watch the space is what i want to say there's there's more of interesting debate and fascinating talks to come so thank you very much for joining us and we hope you enjoyed this event um We certainly did enjoy Tobias' talk very much. I I cannot hide that. There's no possible way. And I wish everyone a nice evening and um, we hope we'll see you again soon, um, hopefully at the German Historical Institute so um, we can go and discuss whatever we didn't discuss in the public debate um, over a coffee and a meal together. Thank you very much. And um, thank you, Christina, and um, to your team as well. Thank you very
2: much for hosting me and for this really nice discussion and that you were really listening to a way too long talk. Thank you very much.